It's worth knowing what's really going on. This is the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Welcome to the latest episode of our new podcast, Go Atlanta, from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. I'm the AJC's arts and entertainment editor, Shane Harrison. We're here every Thursday to introduce you to the most interesting people, places, and things to do in and around Atlanta. This is the podcast to get you ready for the weekend. I'm Henry Hollis with the AJC's dining team. I'll be telling you about our first four-star restaurant review in nearly a decade. This is Rodney Ho, entertainment reporter at the AJC. And if you're hungry for the wolf, I'll tell you about Duran Duran coming back to town. And I'll tell you what we have coming up in this week's Go Guide on Friday and the Sunday Living and Art section on Sunday, including a fascinating new exhibit at the High Museum of Art. If you're listening to this podcast on AJC.com, please take a moment to follow us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts so you'll never miss an episode. This is Go Atlanta from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Donald Trump has been indicted in Atlanta. We have so many court dockets to follow, but we haven't really seen anything yet. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution has covered every moment of this historic case. I've been writing about this investigation for two and a half years. Our team is led by reporters Bill Rankin and Tamar Hallerman. Follow our coverage on AJC.com and listen to new in-depth episodes of the award-winning podcast, Breakdown, The Trump Indictment, only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. You all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that Black people might want to know about. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL. So everybody, did you have a nice Valentine's Day? Did you have any do anything or I did nothing. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Henry? Uh, my wife and I went to the new Holman and Finch over the weekend. Oh, so nice. that was fun. How far in advance did you have to get a you know, reservation? We got it pretty late in the day, so our reservation was at 10 p.m., which was wow. oh my gosh, pretty romantic, <laughs> I guess. Pretty hungry. Yeah. Well, we just went for dessert and uh, cocktails and stuff like that, but um, good espresso martini. Great. Yeah. I, I, I did absolutely nothing, but, you know, <laughs> hey, it's on a Tuesday, and, and, you know, after 20 years together, it's like, eh, you know, it's another day. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and you know, soon after Valentine's Day, we've got Mardi Gras coming up, and um, it's like, any plans for that? We're actually going to head out of town to oh, go good. to the mountains oh, this nice. weekend, so that's going to be our, I guess, Mardi Gras celebration. Yeah. Probably not going to be too much. Um, it's going to be more of a chill Mardi Gras. Yeah, than a, uh, yeah. I think that's great. Wild yeah. party. Yeah, I don't yeah. think I've ever celebrated Mardi Gras in any tangible sense that I can recall. Yeah, I don't know that <laughs> I have. Not either. a holiday for me at no, all. No, I, I mean I probably <laughs> probably tend to cook, you know, Louisiana things. Oh, nice. Around there you go. that time, I was just uh, thinking about well, what can I, you know, to make some gumbo or something like that, but. Yeah, that'll probably be the extent of my celebration, and and uh, we'll we'll talk some more about Mardi Gras later on in the podcast. But the first item uh, we want to discuss is uh, the reason Henry is here is because we have a very special restaurant review happening this week. Tell us about that. Yeah, so Mujo is going to be our first four star review 
in the AJC since I think 2014. John wow. Kessler. Almost a decade. Yeah, close to 10 years. It feels a little presumptuous of me to be the one to be giving out a four-star review. <laughs> like how many years did we not do stars at all? It was at least two during the pandemic yeah, that we just sure. didn't do stars. And there was a time when we switched from a five-star system to a four-star system. So before that, I don't think there were any five-star reviews for a long time. But yeah. the four-star review for Bacchanalia back in the day, that was... I think when it was a four-star system. Yep. So that was the maximum mm. that you could get. But Mujo, it's just a very special dining experience. Mm -hmm. you know? Where is it? It's in West Midtown, and it's from the Castellucci group. So they have Cooks and Soldiers, Iberian Pig, but this is kind of their specialty crown jewel. Yeah. Um, and it is a little jewel box of a restaurant. It's, gosh, I want to say 20 seats or something like that. So... Yeah. They do a few seatings each night, and it's extremely personalized. It feels extremely special because the chef and the sushi chef are serving you directly by hand. Mm -hmm. So it's a really neat experience and unique to Atlanta. So yeah. I think that's part of what warrants the four stars. Right. The food, obviously, is spectacular. Yeah. But it's almost like, you know, the food... <laughs> It becomes almost beside the point because it's, of course, you expect it to be good when it's $225 a head right. just to get in the door. You expect the food to be fabulous and spectacular. And all that goes into it is fascinating and amazing, but it changes every single time you go in. So right. what I ate is not going to be what you eat when you go. Yeah. Well, it's that's the thing. It's like a lot of these really high-end places like that, it's it's so much about the experience of it because I mean when you're paying those kind of prices you expect to have an experience mm -hmm. not just great food but you know the whole nine yards right and I think that's what kind of separates Mujo from some of the other fine dining restaurants in Atlanta is the full experience you just feel like you're kind of wrapped in this bubble of luxury I talked to uh, Fred Casalucci the CEO of the Casalucci Group. And he was telling me that, you know, they went for kind of a Vegas feel with the black walls, no windows. You know, mm -hmm. you walk through a heavy curtain to get into kind of the dining area where all the spotlights are on the blonde wood bar. And I think just kind of the nature of the service lends itself to, you know, the servers aren't just people who are taking orders. They're kind of guiding you on this mm -hmm. like special experience and they seem extremely comfortable too. There's not like a weird power dynamic. They're not, you know, I'm sure this is not the menu movie, right? <laughs> Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Thank goodness. Okay. There's, you know, yeah. it feels like it in some ways and that yeah. you're in this dark room. It's a very small dining party. You know, right. you're, it's very transporting, but it also feels very friendly, non-threatening. And I think that that's one thing, you know, people worry when they go to fine dining restaurants, like, are the waiters judging me? Are people's, you know, how snooty is everybody going to be? Everybody yeah. is looking at me. And, you know, you get over that quickly because you get so engrossed in the food and the experience. Yeah. And um, and everybody there is very friendly, very warm. They seem comfortable, which makes you feel comfortable. Yeah. What, what type of outfits do the wait staff wear? Uh, they wear, like, full suits, like three-piece suits. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's funny you mentioned that some people worry about that because I've never experienced – it's like – 
places that are really, truly good at what they do, even really, really high-end places, they're there to make you feel as comfortable as possible. And, you know, I, I, granted, I've only been probably to a handful of places like that in my lifetime, but most of the time they do make you feel very, very comfortable and try to allay those fears that you have. Mm -hmm. How much about, time should you set aside for a meal? It takes about two and a half hours and it's 15 courses. So just to walk you through the meal, I mean, it's very hard to get a reservation. They release mm -hmm. reservations a month ahead of time at 10 a.m. the first day of the month. So for on March 1st at 10 a.m., the release reservations. For April. For April, and then wow. they're all gone almost huh. immediately. Wow. So the way I had to get a reservation was I set notifications for every single day, basically <laughs> in January and February. Uh, so if you don't show up to your reservation, they will charge you the full amount. You put down your credit mm -hmm. card. Yeah, they will charge you the full amount. No backsies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they will not wait on you. If you uh, show up late, they're not holding the whole dinner for everybody else. Right. So, you know, the chef is sitting there. They're cutting each piece of fish and serving it to each person individually. So if you miss it, you you miss part of it. Yeah. So it's a little unforgiving in that sense. But anyway, I've set notifications and basically you have to jump on the notification as soon as you get the email, you you know, yeah. say, yes, I'm interested in this reservation. And you kind of take what they give you. So I actually went on two Friday nights at the 9 p.m. seating. So mm -hmm. pretty late, last seating of the night. And uh, Not 10 p.m., though. <laughs> not 10 p.m., no. <laughs> but still got out about the same time around midnight. But that's a fun time to go. They kind of have the music ramp up throughout the night. So one interesting thing that I can see being a complaint from some people who are maybe very experienced with fine dining and stuff like people like my parents age and that kind of thing mm. you can see them getting annoyed with some of the music it's a lot of atlanta rap a lot of uncensored hip-hop <laughs> that kind of stuff yeah and i thought it was cool it made it feel more casual it made it feel you know it kind of grounded you in a sense of place like this restaurant could be anywhere there's no windows right so it gives you a sense of like a hat to atlanta but yeah, it's it's a long meal, starts at two twenty five a person, but that's just kind of the tip of the iceberg because then you have drinks, you have supplements that you can add on right. to the fifteen courses that are included. Supplements, and, what does that mm -hmm. mean? <laughs> so the supplements they can be anything from a few warm dishes. So one night we got like a it was kind of like a foie gras ice cream sandwich type thing, mm -hmm. um, and. Uh, you can get additional hand rolls, that kind of stuff. So most of the sushi courses are nigiri. So it's a sliced piece of fish on top of a warm clump of rice. But the hand rolls are, you know, wrapped in seaweed and they'll have a, a specialty. Um, one night we got a Wagyu one. One night we got an uni one, which is sea urchin. I love uni. When it's love good. Uni. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's uh, yeah. The, the one time I had it that it was really, really good. It's like, but if it's bad, it's terrible. If it's bad, it's terrible. Yeah, it just tastes, <laughs> it tastes like straight iodine if yeah, it's bad. It's and awful, it's, but um, when, it's, when it's good, it's, yeah, it, it's amazing. Can be, it can be a scarring experience if yeah. you get a bad one. But, yeah. uh, but obviously, you know, everything that they source, uh, when I spoke with the chef, he was saying that, He's basically in communication with their seafood purveyors all 
the time, like 24 seven, you know, when it's daytime here, it's nighttime there. So that's while it, in Japan, the in Japan, right. the seafood purveyors, they're yeah. scouring the markets for him to look for specifically what he wants. Right. And, um, he said that there are some local seafood providers that can provide the quality that they're looking for, but there's so much that goes into it. And a lot of American seafood providers aren't really set up to mm-hmm. provide that level of service. You know, there's specific ways of killing certain fish and that kind of thing that like, that's what he's looking for in terms of the quality of, of right. ingredients. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the supplements can range anywhere from like $25 to $95 for caviar. And then you have your drinks, your pairings, which I would recommend, um, We did one night, we just got cocktails. One night, I just had to pony up for this myself. This is not expensive by the AJC, (laughs) but I got the uh, wine pairing. So it's a mixture of sake wine cocktails, but that like thoughtful pairing makes such a big difference. That's another $95. (laughs) Or if you get the upscale one, you know, the more fancy one, it's $165 extra. Yeah. And that'll, (laughs) yeah. So we're talking about, you know, our first meal there costs $800 all in tax, tip, cocktails, supplements, everything. So we're talking about a lot of people's, you know, more than their grocery budget for the entire month. And, you know, of course, there's questions that come up about like, is this worth it? All the questions raised by the menu movie, which um, Mm -hmm. is a great skewering of the fine dining no industry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, well, obviously it's, a, it's definitely a special occasion kind of thing. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And everybody seemed kind of weirded out when I went there for the second time in a month. I don't think, I, <laughs> I don't know how often they see that. Yeah. 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 But I got a lot of welcome back, Mr. Hollis's when we got there. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's certainly a special occasion restaurant. Certainly yeah. a couple of the best meals I've ever had, a couple of the best restaurant experiences I've ever had and um you know what they set out to achieve and the price point that they put it at, I think that they're pulling it off. And yeah. to me that's that's what gets it a four-star review is the fact that you know they've created this incredibly ambitious exclusive restaurant. And they're checking every box on the way to, you know, is this worth it? And I think the best thing I can say about it is that when you leave, you're not going to be thinking about how much money you spent. You're going to be thinking about how great the meal is. Awesome. Well, that's great. Until your credit card bill comes in. Right. (laughs) Yeah. But that's next month. (laughs) Yeah. That's future, future diners. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So anyway, uh, check out uh, Henry's uh, review of Mujo online at AJC.com and you'll find it in Go Guide this Friday. And moving on to restaurants that are a little more affordable, we've got some openings that are happening. And it's interesting that these are uh, opening in some developments, some locations that have, some have been there a long time, some have not, but they're growing places like Holman and Finch at Colony Square, which has been overhauled completely. Right, Mm -hmm. right. And a long time coming. Yeah, that's true. It it did feel a little, little old. (laughs) Dated. Yeah. And, and Salaryman, which, um, they already have a a place, right? Mm, Down in East Lake. Um, Yeah. And they're opening in the Mm -hmm. Togo Hill Shopping Center which has been changing a lot recently yeah. as well. And then Super Rica is opening their fifth location, which I couldn't believe. 
Uh, it's number five. That's at Ashford Lane in Dunwoody. So it's like all these brand new places, and they're in places that are, are really growing, right? Yeah, I mean, Colony Square, what a transformation that's been. And uh, I actually wrote about the food hall there, Politan Row, back for our fall dining guide. Right. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's yeah. so cool, yeah. I mean, the space is gorgeous, but then the restaurants inside Politan Row have a little bit more like soul, a little bit more local flavors than you might expect. It's not just all like super corporate-y type places. Mm-hmm. Like I think Zaddy's sandwiches, I loved their the sandwich I got there. And it was like the biggest sandwich imaginable. <laughs> I, I could not believe the size of their sandwiches. I think that, and they call it their normal sandwich that's like bigger than a foot long a baby sandwich or something. So it's a little emasculating, but, uh, but Holman and Finch, their new space is beautiful. I went there over the weekend. Usually like I and I will not go into restaurants right when they open, but right. I can't review any Linton Hopkins restaurants. Cause I've, I worked with him as a, as a freelancer. So right. no objectivity there. But right. so that was one reason that my wife and I went over the weekend mm-hmm. and we really enjoyed it. You know, the space is beautifully decorated and they clearly put a lot of time and effort into the build out. They have all the antique ham slicers and yeah. like it's super, you know, it's kind of got that curated maximalism type decor, you know, feels kind of like an English like country house or something like that. It's a very, a very cool vibe and very, very true to the original Holman and Finch. Yeah updated but also feels different than a lot of the other stuff that you see opening right now right. and salary man this is their second location and at toco hills and i've i've been by there so many times and seen the signs that coming mm-hmm. soon coming soon i'm like when when yeah. because i'm often in that area and i'm like oh i really want to try this because i've never been to their the other one mm-hmm. and i've been to some of uh the restaurant groups, other places, mm-hmm. but I have not tried Salary Man, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I did some photos there back several years ago, back mm-hmm. at the you know the first East Lake location. Right. But you're right; I feel like it's a restaurant that looks like it's been done in the mm-hmm. shopping center for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, but it hasn't been open yet. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that because that's right around the corner from me yeah. as well. Yeah, it's kind of a Korean tavern type feel and. I guess salary man is, I think, a reference to, you know, the white collar office workers yep. in Korea that go out to eat and drink after they get off work. Right. Yeah. So it's kind of laid back, casual place, lots yeah. of uh, good drink deals. So I'm looking forward to that being yeah. open around the corner for me. Yeah. And yeah, and that whole shopping center there has been changing a lot. Um, things moved out, things moved in. They've mm-hmm. done some renovations there. Masti is right there and mm-hmm. it's um, uh, Spiller Park. Lots of newish things mm-hmm. and some pl- things that have been around, like Goldberg's has been there forever. Top Spice. Uh, yep, Top Spice. Yeah. It's been a really cool transformation to see. You know, there are some some things that I wish they could have kept around, like Bagel Palace. That was an awesome place. Oh, I love Bagel Palace. But for the most part, it's been a very yeah. welcome change to Toco Hills. It feels very updated and feels really vibrant when you go there. It's, yeah. um, you know, really active, lots of Emory students and, you know, really diverse crowd yep. and lots of different options now. So, I mean, that's where I do my grocery shopping and stuff. Yep. So I'm over there all the time. <laughs> yeah. And then the other thing is uh, Superica opening their fifth location, which is amazing because I used to go to the first one a lot. 
haven't been in ages, but I loved the first one. And, you know, it's great for other people to get to experience Super Rica. Yeah. Good for Dunwoody to have another dining option, too. Yeah. yeah. My wife and I went up to Dunwoody to drop off some food for somebody who just had a baby recently. And we were like, where do people eat around here? So Superica is a great option. <laughs> and Ford Fry is such a powerhouse. I mean, yep. all those places that, you know, they just seem to run like a Swiss watch. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, they all have their own unique decor and everything. And it's a, a neat story to see Superica become such, yeah, it's like a brand name in its own right now. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I, I often, I haven't been back in so long, but I often dream of the the campuchana, the shrimp cocktail, the Mexican <laughs> shrimp cocktail. It's just one of my favorite things in the world. Yeah. And they do an exceptional version of it. So, yeah, I, I, I have trouble trying other things there simply because I can't go and not order mm. that. Yeah. <laughs> so go try that at, at Super Rica, the new one or, or any of the other four that are already open. Yeah, maybe you should do a dish of the week. Oh, yeah. Hey, <laughs> I'd be happy to. As long as I get to, to have, have that uh, another time, I'd be happy. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, so much for food. There's uh, music and other things on the horizon as well. Um, there were two big show announcements this week. Yeah. Um, They're very different. Very, very different. Duran uh, Duran are coming back for the first time in six years. Uh, they were Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees last year. I think their the respect level for Duran Duran seems to have gone up over time. I don't think they were <laughs> terribly well-respected in the early 80s when they first came out, but I think they've gained a lot of love and now they're doing State Farm Arena on June 15th and that whole week is just packed with, you know, nostalgia acts. James Taylor's at State Farm the next day. Styx is at the Fox Theater that same night. Brian Adams is at Gas South on the 18th of June and Anthony Hamilton's at Chastain and the Pixies are on at the Coca-Cola Roxy on June 20th. I'm pretty certain that one will sell out. (laughs) So, yeah, yeah, so, that, I'm sure that will. It's a it's a very busy, like if you had endless amounts of money, uh, you could l- literally indulge yourself in a lot of nostalgia in like a six-day span in yeah. the middle of June. That's <laughs> right, yeah. Well, I mean, this is the time of year they're starting to announce all those things. Uh, yeah, and a lot you know, of those just came out, and there's still yeah. tickets available, I think, for most of those concerts right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Tracy Morgan is the one that, the very different one we were just talking about earlier that... Um, He's uh, he's going to be touring for the first time in seven years, uh, yeah. at least coming to Atlanta, and he'll be um, at the Tabernacle on May six. Those tickets come out, I think, are on sale this week. Oh, okay, I'm so glad he's recovered. So I well. know it's amazing. It's been yeah, it's been yeah. nine years since that truck accident. It was like a Jonesboro truck driver from Walmart crashed into him. I think he fell asleep. Yeah, it yeah. sounded so terrible at the time. It he was lost like, one of his best friends too. Yeah, it yeah. was. Yeah, like, he was badly injured. Yeah, it's amazing yeah. he came back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Duran Duran at uh, at State Farm Arena, and that's it's weird that because I saw them, I guess it was before the whole the band reunited most of them. Yeah, there's know, four together. of the five original members. Yeah, of, of and and I saw them at uh, was it Center Stage? I think they were phenomenal. They were right. great. I've, I've seen them at the Tabernacle. Um, and yeah, now it's it's amazing they're playing State Farm Arena back up to where they were. Yeah, essentially, <laughs> way yeah. back in their in their heyday. Absolutely. Almost. I mean, yeah, they're hitting that Gen X uh, sweet spot right I there. I guess so. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, another thing that uh, Rodney has been working on. There's an exhibit in Macon uh, on Tyler Perry, right? All right. This is the very first Tyler Perry exhibition. It's opening this weekend at the Tubman Museum in downtown Macon. I visited it yesterday. They're only about 70% done with the actual exhibit. (laughs) They do a lot of this stuff last second. I think they just had like a, you know, Georgia musicians type exhibit. Mm -hmm. And they tore that down like a week ago and they just started 
putting this whole thing together last Friday. Yeah. And, I, and it was about, you know, I came on, on a Tuesday and I checked it out. And yeah, it's just, a, it's a run through of his life. And it, it's kind of the, uh, you know, a classic case of somebody who started with nothing and he really did start from nothing and, and is now effectively a billionaire. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's an inspirational story. You know, he provided a lot of the content. Uh, you know, they have like a Meet the Browns set, like a little version of the set from his show. No, House of Pain, I'm sorry. And, uh, you know, various outfits as well as photos and video of yeah. Tyler. Uh, so it, it, it's, a, it's a relatively small space. I don't, I don't know if you just drive down to Macon just for that. It'd be, it'd be a nice part of a trip to Tubman Museum right. and maybe a walk around Macon. It's, yeah. it's a nice. Well, there's location. plenty of other things you can. Oh, do. Oh, you know, and I, and I have to give a lot of credit to. They, believe it or not, even though Tubman Museum's been around for 41 years, they only recently, like in 2021, hired their first black executive director. Wow. And um, and he's the one really responsible for this happening. Yeah. He, he begged and asked and, and cajoled Tyler Perry's people until they finally said yes. Yeah. He was very persistent. <laughs> That's um, great. Uh, Tyler, unfortunately, is out of the country shooting a movie, so he won't be there on Friday for they're doing like a big opening. But right. he said like 26 executives from Tyler Perry Studios will be there. So there'll right. be a lot of people represented from Tyler Perry at the event. That's great. Um, so, and we'll have a story on that too. Um, yeah, check that out uh, on AJC.com and uh, uh, probably in the living section. We're not exactly sure when that's going to run yet. Uh, Fair enough. We're, we're, we're chock full of stories right now, which is, <laughs> is a great position to be in. This is Go Atlanta from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution has a special offer for our podcast listeners. If you subscribe today, you can get six months of unlimited digital access for just 99 cents. That's all of our sports coverage, politics, breaking news, investigations, food and dining, and more. You'll get all of our stories on AJC.com, access to our e-paper, and our assortment of newsletters. So join our community by going to subscribe.ajc.com slash podcasts. That's subscribe.ajc.com slash podcasts so you always know what's really going on. We want to quickly mention a few more things in our What's New segment. There are more openings besides the ones we already talked about. Bonafide Deluxe. I, I'm already seeing people posting about that on social mm. media, talking about how the sandwiches are amazing. Cool. Yeah, so. it doesn't surprise me because <laughs> it's from the same team behind Banshee in East yeah. Atlanta. And that's a really cool little restaurant that probably flies under a lot of people's radar. But yeah. it's, uh, it's that's a, a really neat place. So it does not surprise me that they can put together a good sandwich. Yeah, I'm glad to, to see the name Banshee again because it reminds me I haven't been there in ages. I know, was, same here. It was way back before, you know, before the pandemic started, I think. <laughs> and uh, it was great really good yeah i haven't been down to east atlanta but like once this year i yeah. think i need to get over there yeah that's great so that's bonafide deluxe which is an all-day sandwich shop and cocktail parts in yeah edgewood yeah it's right by the edgewood candler park uh marta station it's right right by there oh okay yeah yeah I, nice. yeah like i said i'm already seeing people raving about it so yeah, I get so sick of writing uh, reviews and saying what Marta Station is close. None. So it's nice <laughs> to have one where there's a Marta Station that you can easily access it. Right. Yeah. And uh, Rodney, you spoke with an author of a book about the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, he did a whole whole history of the show itself, and it's huh. you know even though the Cosby Show is considered the you know groundbreaking black sitcom in the '80s, and that came out in the '90s, it was kind of like the first hip hop sitcom mm, yeah. of its day. 
And, you know, he explores kind of the tensions between, you know, they created the Carlton character and, of course, the Fresh Prince character, yeah. kind of, you know, what, what, how do you define being black? And he, and he explores quite a bit of that in, in yeah. the book. Um, you know, he didn't talk to Will Smith. I think Will Smith was working on his own autobiography at the right. time. And so he didn't access him, but he talked to almost everybody else on the show. Right. It's a fascinating Yeah, there's, there'd been some controversial things behind oh, the scenes. Oh, the two Aunt Vivs, yeah, all right. that stuff. Yeah, he yeah, explores yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I'm sure he does. Yeah, I'm sure that's a big selling point. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also, uh, Rodney's talked to a couple of uh, comedians coming to town as well. Right? Yeah, um, if you ever seen True TV, you know, even if it was in a waiting room or something, the show Impractical Jokers has been around like 300 episodes. They've done a million. It's just basically a prank show. It's four, you know, guys who grew up together and they just basically feed lines to each other and they talk to strangers and try and make each other humiliate themselves to the greatest extent mm-hmm. possible. So it's, it's really funny. It's, right. and it's been really successful and one, but you know, like all bands, they must break up eventually. One of them has gone solo. So Joe Gatto right. from uh, Staten Island, he's decided to do his first solo show. So he's going to be a Cub energy center, uh, I think on February 23rd. Yeah. And I spoke with him. He's he's a lot of fun. Yeah, a very funny guy. And um, then I'm going to. Uh, you know, I also spoke to Dave Keshner, who uh, played Todd Packer, kind of the obnoxious friend of Michael in The Office. Yep. And he's doing four stand-up shows at the Atlanta Comedy Theater at Underground Atlanta. There's two of them. There's one in Norcross, too, but this is the Underground Atlanta version. Mm-hmm. And he's also doing like a trivia show, like a special office trivia show on Saturday at four o'clock, like a matinee. I mean, he's basically saying he's just riding off the office wave right now. It's such a popular show. So he's just creating a special trivia and he's going to play Todd Packer. Like he'll be in character. Mm -hmm. So sounds like fun. (laughs) This is champ kind from Anchorman too. Same guy. Yes. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah. And he plays obnoxious very well. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) If you you don't know who he is, go look at a picture of him and you'll immediately know he's been in so many things. Yeah. He's, he's a classic character actor. Nobody, yeah. Most people don't know who Dave Keshner is by name, but if you'll see him, you'll like, you'll recognize him. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, we want to uh, tell you about some things you can do over the next week, and uh, we're each going to pick one. And I wanted to mention uh, Pacifico, local band. Actually, they have just put out a new album. It's their first album in many, many, many years. And uh, we have an interview with the guy who is is basically is Pacifico. What Matt, style of music is this? It's like indie, indie rock, indie, you know. The um, and he talks a lot about self care, things like that. He's had some you know issues over the years just getting the album together, and also the band members are in different places as well. So he's trying to you know bring them all together and bring them together for a show because the uh, album is coming out. Um, I- I'm trying to find out when that album is coming out because I stupidly didn't. Uh, put it on my list of things that I needed to do here. Um, but I will find out very shortly because I'm doing that right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, actually, uh, Pacifico is going to be, they'll be performing on February 18th, which is Saturday. They're going to be at Smith's Old Bar. And as I said, we uh, we talked to Matthew Schwartz. Um, and the album is called Self-Care. And you can check that out on pacifico.bandcamp.com. And it's he's so into self-care that actually one of the bundles that he's offering here, it includes a self-care journal. 
<laughs> so, you know, you can buy the buy the album and get your own self-care journal that's coming along with it. But yeah, he, he's been on a journey to being happier and healthier, and it sort of comes through in the sound of the album. So uh, we have an interview with him. One of our freelancers, uh, Matt Smith, did that. And you can check that out in uh, today's living section, actually, and online at AJC.com. And check out the band at Smith's Old Bar on Saturday. Who's next? What do we have from uh, you, Henry? There's going to be a big Mardi Gras party at Live at the Battery this weekend. Admission is 25 bucks, which includes one drink ticket, but you can also get VIP tickets, which includes three drinks and a Low Country Boil buffet for 50 bucks. So mm-hmm. that seems like a pretty good deal. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of New Orleans and Cajun cooking and stuff yeah. like that. So anything, any reason to get out and have a couple hurricanes and a. Uh, <laughs> You know, eat some crawfish or shrimp and just kind of enjoy a big New Orleans style celebration is pretty hard to pass up. Yeah. And we should mention that we'll have other other ways that you can celebrate Mardi Gras. And I'll tell you a little bit more about that shortly. So, Rodney, what have you got? Oh, it's time to say goodbye to Village Theater in their current location Mm. at 349 Decatur Street. They're in Old Fourth Ward, but uh, landlord raised the rent. They couldn't afford it anymore. They're hunting for another place, but they're going to do a whole round of shows this weekend, just multiple shows. So you can just look on villagecomedy.com and they're bringing back alumni and they're going to do a bunch of special you know, what improv people do. Right. (laughs) Can't can't say exactly what they're going to do because it's improv. (laughs) So whatever they do, they do. Yeah. Um, So, you know, have a laugh, feel a little sad. You know, they're probably jealous of dad's garage because dad's garage purchased their location before Mm. all the prices went crazy in old fourth ward. So they're, uh, (laughs) they're going to probably be in a completely different neighborhood when they reopen. Oh, well. All right. Well, uh, in this week's Go Guide, as I mentioned, we can tell you more ways to celebrate Mardi Gras. We have um, mentioned a lot of restaurant specials and things like that and other places that are celebrating Mardi Gras, which is actually on Tuesday. That Fat Tuesday uh, is uh, February 21st. So check that out in Friday's Go Guide. And uh, in Sunday's Living and Arts section, uh, you can read a story about a group of Black Bridge players who are continuing a tradition that was once denied them by Jim Crow laws. It's part of our Black History Month series, which you can find every day in the Living section and on Sunday in Living and Arts. And we'll also have a preview on Sunday of an upcoming exhibition of works by modernist painter Joseph Stella. That's going to be at the High Museum of Art starting next week. Now it's time for the Pet of the Week. Trudy's endearing personality is sure to win over any adopter's heart. She enjoys giving hugs and kisses by standing on her hind legs to give you up-close and personal affection. This sweetheart will never say no to a squeaky toy or a good belly rub. She gets along well with everyone she meets. She's been cooped up in a kennel since August, and that is no place for an eight-year-old senior with this much love to give. Trudy is looking for a hero in human form. Could that be you? If you're ready to provide a home to this four-legged sweetheart in return for endless hours of affection, email Lifeline today at adoptions at fultonanimalservices.com. You'll find a photo of Trudy and a link to her shelter page on the story page for this podcast at AJC.com. Thanks for listening to Go Atlanta. We release new episodes every Thursday morning to keep you in the loop of all the great things Atlanta has to offer. 
whether it involves planning an outing or just giving you something to talk about with friends and family. So be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. For more things to do in and around Atlanta, go to AJC.com. Thanks as always to Rodney Ho. And don't say a prayer for me. And to Henry Hollis. Let the good times roll. And I'm Shane Harrison. Thanks for listening to our brand new podcast. We'll talk to you again next week for more ways to go Atlanta.